You want to make mom smile this Mother's Day? You can start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brands she loves delivered the very same day with DoorDash. Wow, that's a great idea. Moms are such a gift to us and we should treat them the same way with gifts, especially on Mother's Day. I didn't know DoorDash was doing that. That's exceptional. If your mom has a sweet tooth or if she's a tech enthusiast, beauty connoisseur, if she's outdoorsy, no matter what she's into, you can make her smile with a fruit or flower bouquet, makeup, tech gear, workout wear, and more, all deliverable through DoorDash. Get all your Mother's Day gifts all in one place and get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 or more on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with code THEO. That's T-H-E-O. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. It's never fun to do things the hard way. You want to do them the efficient way. And that's why I'm telling you about ShipStation. ShipStation gives e-commerce sellers an easier way to manage shipping. So you can take all the energy that goes into managing orders, choosing carriers, and printing labels and use it to grow your business. Sign up using promo code THEO for a free 60-day trial today at ShipStation.com and start breathing easier with every shipment. That's two whole months of stress-free shipping. Go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in THEO, ShipStation. Did you know that Netflix hides thousands of shows and movies from you based on your location? That's right. Different countries get different shows and films. But if you use ExpressVPN, there are over 90 countries to choose from. So every time you run out of stuff to watch, you can switch to another country to unlock new options. So get the full catalog from your streaming service. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com Theo. Don't forget to use my links. You can get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash T-H-E-O. ExpressVPN.com slash Theo. I want to announce some upcoming tour dates. I'll be coming to see you with the Return of the Rat Tour. October 12th in Wichita, Kansas at the Orpheum. October 13th. Omaha, Nebraska, at the Holland Performing Arts Center, and October 14th, Denver, Colorado, at the Paramount Theater. All tickets go on sale this Wednesday, August 10th, at 10 a.m. local time, with the pre-sale code RATKING. Uh, And then Friday, August 12th, they will be on sale generally with no pre-sale code. You can get all tickets through theovon.com slash tour. Those are trusted links on there. If you go elsewhere, you may get an untrustworthy link, and that could lead to upselling prices. So theovon.com slash tour. I also want to tell you we have some new Be Good to Yourself teas in new summertime colorways like banana, salmon, and more. You can check those out and more at theovonstore.com. Thank you. Today's guest was grateful enough to let us tape out of his studio down in Austin, Texas. He's a linchpin in the mixed martial arts community 
and a prized UFC commentator. Uh, he's the host of the largest podcast on planet Earth, the Joe Rogan Experience. And his new hour of stand-up comedy is the best comedy that I've seen him do. Uh, we're grateful to have him here today, Mr. Joe Rogan. doing your podcast though yeah thank you man thanks wow. for thanks thank you for the hospitality My and pleasure. um and uh for jumping on man i appreciate it my and pleasure for letting us do it here been having some fun yeah we have man last night was really cool it's a good time right yeah the new place looks great <laughs> doesn't it yeah do you it's feel exciting when you go in there do you feel like um was it scary to start to think okay i'm gonna build like an actual building for comedy i mean it's like a whole new business kind of isn't it yeah it's kind of overwhelming it's a little overwhelming. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Did, um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting, but it's part of me is like, what the fuck? Yeah. Cause I was listening to you show it to me and I was like, damn, Joe, it felt like you were like a, um, con like a contractor or like a, you know, like a, um, like a landlord kind of. It was like, oh, this is a whole, it feels like a whole different uniform kind of. It's you know? a totally different thing. But luckily, I got people running it. So my participation in that aspect of it will hopefully be minimal. Yeah. You know, but it is, uh, it's definitely, you know, but I felt like, I felt compelled. I felt compelled to do it, you know, because I, I always felt like if you, you know, I never wanted to own a comedy club, but I always felt like you just have to be nice to comedy club owners because you never want to be one of those fucking people. Right. But then when I knew I was moving here, and Cap City was already closed. I was like, maybe I should buy a fucking club and start a club. And so that became my focus. It became this thing where I was thinking, I really should do that. I really should like set it up so that I'm setting it up the right way. So I'm not setting it up to try to make money. I'm just setting it up to make an amazing environment for comedy and have a home for comedians where they just feel good. Yeah. Like they can go there and that's a great spot to hang out and you just feel good about the the atmosphere you'll be able to perform well you'll be treated well like everyone be you know treated with respect and with fun and just a good attitude has the city been receptive to it has there been like any like kickback like that has no. there been any t like barriers to creating a comedy club that you didn't expect just because you'd never done it before it's a it's a process i mean it took a long time to get the permits and all that stuff but it wasn't you know it's just normal it's normal for any business, and especially if you're going to get a liquor license and all that jazz, and you're going to have live performance. Yeah, dude, I heard you and that guy. They were, they were talking about y'all were talking about horse sex in the in the uh, <laughs> when I pulled up in the lobby. I was like, oh, okay, this is my kind of place today, dude. I saw in New Orleans one time they had uh, a lot of the cops in the French Quarter on horseback. Yeah, and two of the horses started fucking with the really? with the cops on them, bro. <laughs> Were the cops getting mad? Uh, one of them was. <laughs> was the other one excited? The one in the back, I think, was kind of fucking vibing with it a little, because at least he was in the winning position, you know? Right. You don't want to be the guy where the horse gets done fucking that horse, and then he starts fucking you. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the horse collapses and you oh. get trapped under it. I saw a horrible video the other day of these dudes were racing horses. They're running and a dog, a yappy dog, runs out onto the track and the horse trips over the dog and the guy dies. What was the dog running out there to tell him something or the, something? Uh, yeah. No. Or to, like to, to greet to, him? To bark. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, just, just some shitty dog that oh, thought yeah. it'd be a good idea to bark at a fucking horse. And the horse trips and the horse is in full throttle. And the horse trips over this dog and the you know lands on this guy. The guy goes, you know, the horse goes head first, and the guy goes with him. So the guy goes down. The horse comes on top of him and crushes him. And the guy died. You want to see it? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I'll find it. I'll see it, man. I didn't want to at first. <laughs> but now you're thinking about but it. But now right? I'm in, dude. Maybe they had a fundraiser one time when I was going to LSU. They had a fundraiser there for a guy who had gotten hurt playing football. Right? Yeah. So they raised all this money. They wanted to get him a nice, fancy wheelchair, one that has like you know, like everything on it, like the um, centrifuge or whatever you can have on a wheelchair. Right. Speakers, and um, and also get him a golden retriever, like an animal, because he had gotten uh paraplegia from playing football right they get him those things right there's fundraisers a couple of different at a couple of different lsu games people are walking around the parking lot with buckets and stuff raising funds they get him that and they give it to him and then a few months later the guy the dog had the wheelchair or whatever it had like life support on it for the guy as well he had to have some kind of like oxygen system the dog pulled the plug out from the thing, and the oh, guy died. no. Yeah. Oh, no. So. But, yeah, seeing those horses, fuck, made me want to be a cop, dude, for a little while. That shit looked like a party, especially in New Orleans, you know, where people are kind of dancing anyway in the street. I can't find the video, but I can find you a video of a Komodo dragon swallowing with a deer hole. All right, that'll do. If that's what I got to take, dude, that's your second option. Bro, did you see that um, we made the uh, Fox News last night? I get home, right? I'm looking at some different news sites. That front page of Fox News was Joe Rogan reading the TikTok. Oh, when we're reading the terms of uh, service? Yeah. Fucking crazy, right? Yeah, but it was the front, it was the main really? thing. Yeah, it was, the, it was like, and it almost was like, it, I was like. It, Watch this. Watch this video. This is bananas. He already swallowed it. He'll he'll do it again. Here it goes. Watch this. Wow. Look how quickly he ate that whole deer. Oof. Mm. He swallowed a goat. Sorry. I've never. Look at that. Seems like it sped up a little. I've never had goat. It's good. It's an unusual tasting meat. I had aardvark at a wedding one time. Aardvark? Yeah. What it, kind of wedding was that? It was, uh, I think it was just like a white wedding or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> they said it was aardvark. It could have been something else, though. Or like they could have misspelled Idol it. type white wedding? No, it was just like a regular, like, uh, two whites getting married, you know? <laughs> they ate aardvark? They said they what did. What state was this? This was in Louisiana when I was growing up. It was oh, at a fancy okay. French place, and they said that they had aardvark over there. So we believed them. Um... But yeah, I just thought it was crazy that so the t so the head so like it was like the night after we did the interview, same day, right? Mm. So the 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 head article is Joe Rogan reads the TikTok agreement, right? It's like terms of service. It's almost like sometimes I'm like, is Joe the only person who's reading the terms of service of things in America, and the rest of us are just using shit like right out of the box, like not even paying attention 
to what's going on. That's what I felt like a little bit. I think a lot of people are now with with things like TikTok because there's been a lot of articles written about it and a lot of people calling for it to be banned because it's basically Chinese spyware. It's but if really... they get us, then what would they like? So say we talked about it a little bit the other day, but say they get, like they infiltrate all the electronics, they get all the data and everything. But then how do they get us as people? Like how do they get us into the cages? Well, <laughs> I don't think it's as simple as get people in the cages. I think what they want is intellectual property. They want to steal data and they want to like if they have access to your computer and right. say, what if you're working on some fucking weapon system or what if you're working on uh, something, some communication system and they have access to your computer, they can steal that data from your computer oh, because so they just, have access to it because you're using TikTok. So it's just about information. Yeah. One of the more disturbing things was saying that it, they have access to computers that aren't even being used for TikTok. Right. Like other computers. Yeah, I remember you saying using, that. Which is just... That's crazy. It's so insane that that would actually be something that someone would allow. They they had a an engineer, a software engineer, back engineered TikTok and said it was the most, in terms of like invasion of privacy, it was the most egregious example that they had ever found. So wouldn't do wouldn't there be some some comp some structure or template in American society or government or hierarchy that would protect us from that sort of thing why that's what I don't understand sometimes why isn't there like a something that protects us from that sort of thing or is it just our own responsibilities I don't know what they can do now other than ban it but I know they were talking about banning banning it for a while but then there was some sort of a deal that was made where the data was going to go from the American version of TikTok was going to go to America but it turns out that it's not it's going straight to China and then they get the version to America see if that's correct see that sounds wrong like what I read that's pretty good yeah, let's, and we're gonna keep using it. It's almost like because what like what if they hit they told women there's a makeup that would steal your face, right? <laughs> like you right. put it on and it's gonna put your face in China. Yeah, and then we still use it, right? I mean that just shows me the level of addiction that we have to uh, social media. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a it's an addiction. They have an office here. TikTok has an office in Austin for people that need help. Yeah, you know how I found about that. Some lady was heckling at the creek in the cave, and she said, "Like, what do you do?" She's like, "I work for TikTok." Damn. <laughs> <laughs> how old was she? She's in her twenties. Oh, that's all right, <laughs> dude. Tony ripped into that lady the other night. Dude, oh, that lady was nuts. All over a, a table. Is very sad. There was some fucking drunks last night, yeah. man. Some rowdy ass people. For a Tuesday? Yeah, you crushed, man. It was fun. It was cool. I hadn't seen you perform in a long I mean, I hadn't seen a lot of people perform in a long time. Yeah, it's, uh, here it goes. Leaked audio from 80 internal TikTok meetings show that user data, U.S. user data, has been repeatedly accessed from China. I feel like with these tools, there's some backdoor to access user data in almost all of them, said an internal auditor hired to help TikTok close off Chinese access to sensitive information like Americans' birthdays and phone numbers. Damn. And if you look at the terms of service, it's a lot more than that. Yeah. What, what they have the ability to access is a lot more than that. That ter The terms of service is nuts. Just reading that any company that would try to sell you on social media, I mean, it's one thing to like say, oh, we're going to target ads in your direction. We're kind of used to that. Like, right. Whatever. Like with, with Google and shit, like, I don't mind if they send ads my way. But that what they're doing is nuts. They have access to your audio. That means they have access to your fucking microphone. They're so, listening to you talk. That's scary.
Yeah, like if you're having a conversation, like we're going to do this deal with China and what, what we're going to sell them is this. But how much bullshit do they have to listen to of just people fucking listening, you know, like talking to an animal or fucking, you know, like uh, recording like a recipe for a buddy or something? Like, how much <laughs> bullshit are they having to fucking say? Like it's almost sad if there's just like a, you know, just a field, like a football field of Chinese people. <laughs> Just listening to Americans like <laughs> fucking clear their throat and shit. Yeah. I think most of that stuff they're not interested in. They're interested in targeting specific individuals. Like let's say you're uh, an executive at a big software company. Okay. And they know that your kids are using TikTok and their kids are also using your computer. Mm. Well, they get access to your computer now. Right. This is what it seemed to me. I mean, obviously I'm a, a, Lud- a Luddite. Luddite? Luddite. When it comes to this shit so I'm, I'm just explaining from what I'm reading in terms of like what could this could be interpreted as that they they have access to your keystrokes yeah meaning like whatever you're typing right. you're typing to your wife like I'm tired of your bullshit like whatever you're typing they have access to that but it's just crazy that all of them are gonna be in their sleep those people that work there in the, in the middle of the night they just have some love letter to some fucking <laughs> you know a couple gay dudes or you know or some fucking you know kid like sending his you know like dirty pictures to his buddy or something it's just like they're gonna be fucking losing their minds if I they're don't think processing they would all that, that. I, I know what you're saying but I don't think they would access that yeah I think what they would do is use it specifically to target individuals that they think are working on valuable information, high-end stuff. stuff. Yeah, or if someone was like doing something that was the the Chinese party deemed bad for China, you know, maybe some Chinese person over here was like uh, selling Chinese information to America. They could find out all kinds of stuff. Say this, something like this happens, right? You're like you're leaving work, okay? Okay, and things got compromised out in the world you were at work you're doing a podcast episode or something and like things just kind of hit that level where it's like maybe a couple police precincts have been taken over just by vandals mm. and crazies like like the pendulum starting to it, mm. things are getting like a wall right and then everything purge. the purge right so you're driving home, you're getting fucking Man, Cam Haynes is sending you fucking a thousand hammers, you know what I'm saying? Like right? you're getting all of it, everybody's just texting you, you know? Mm-hmm. Jocko's like, I'm I'm not even waking up tomorrow for work, I'll be up all, you know? I'm just gonna be up at 4.30, right? right? Like everything's all, what do you do? Like how do you, this is the end, this is when it's like, all right, Joe Rogan, you hear, you know what I'm saying? You hear it just comes from God or from something, like a strong wind with a fucking... <laughs> With a voice box in it. It's like, this is it. This is the apocalypse. You're leaving work. This is it. I guess you have to respond to each individual situation um, on, a, it's like each thing will be unique. Like, is someone trying to break in your house? Is someone trying to rob your, you know, someone trying to break into your car while you're driving? Okay, like, so you have happen? an hour. You have kind of an hour. Right. Give, we'll give you 90 minutes. You have 90 minutes to kind of get before that you, you're going to start to feel some pressure. What do you do? I don't know. I guess load up some magazines. Oh, I'm fucked. But I'm wondering, what do you do? You know? That's what I would do. I'd probably load up some magazines. Okay. Into what? Into guns. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Right, see, I don't know if you fucking no. At the I, periodical I don't mean, section, I don't mean magazines <laughs> like Sports Illustrated. Uh, I mean, guy's like an crazy. AR. This guy's taking information <laughs> with him into a bunker. <laughs> I'm reading Time Magazine. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, I just see Joe with as many copies of Field and Stream as you go fucking live. Well, you could use those magazines as like protection. You stack enough of them okay, on top so, of each other. Okay, so, see, you now know, you're thinking. Slow bullets down. Okay, but say like you pick up your family or something. Mm -hmm. Do you guys stay? Do you have a bunker? I don't currently, but this conversation is making me want a bunker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've wanted a ranch for that very reason. Like, if shit goes completely sideways, it would be great if there was a place with water and food. We got you got your water, you got your food, like on the property. Okay, what about if you're kind of in a city or you're in like a um, like what's maybe a business or something you'd hold up in? You think is viable? A business that I'd hold up in, it would have to be some sort of fortified establishment like the mall no no you'd have to get something that you could defend dude the mall yeah the mall i think cause you'd have probably like think of all you could hide in the fucking macy's behind all the hiding cinnabon behind the yeah. counter <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just squeezing frosting in your mouth yeah, fucking you, pumping shells it would be a good excuse to eat that food because like look, i gotta eat something and that stuff will keep because a lot of that stuff has like all the um preservatives preservatives in it yeah. so you'd have that you'd have mannequins in there think about that you could set up like a um right esp like a mirage right 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 like a, a fake sort of situation yeah where people would think that but you're behind that yeah Biden. yeah so the mall i think could be good hmm. yeah i've been thinking about that mm, i would go to the mall really yeah the mall yeah because nobody's at the mall anymore but the dumbest people are at the mall they're gonna fuck it up for you they gotta go they're gonna go the russians are here guys <laughs> Look. okay like, hey, shut the fuck up i'm pretending to be a mannequin yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, give me a medium. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be That's weird. That's going to be the problem is dumb people. When shit goes south, there's some people that just like, they're fucking, they're ditch diggers. They're dumb people. They're, they're fucking, they're minimum wage thinkers. But they're going to have a lot of weapons though, probably. Maybe. I don't know. Everybody, I think a lot of people have weapons now. But I think if things go sideways... Well, a lot of people are going to panic in the chaos. Right. Oh, immediately. People will be panicking. People will be trying yeah. to group up. Yeah. Some people will be trying to salvage shit. That person right. is going to go. That person's going to go. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to fall apart. But that's always like whenever th things go weird, people fall apart. You know, a lot of people don't respond to pressure very well. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I got stuck in an elevator one time. I was at Mardi Gras. And uh, we were in there for like 17 minutes and some dude, there's two girls and there's like nine people. It was like a busy day at Mardi Gras. I'm there with my buddy Josh Kelly, he's a musician, he's playing. We take this elevator and like nine of us get stuck in this elevator for like maybe an hour. But you can hear Mardi Gras going around. We're like, how long are we going to be in here? And we're in there in a little while and some guy goes to two girls in there. He goes, don't worry, nobody in here is going to rape y'all. That's what he said. And suddenly like everything in there just changed. We're like... Nobody's even thinking about that shit, you know? How big is this elevator? It was probably, honestly, I bet it was almost as big as this table. Big ele big elevator. Yeah, maybe two feet smaller on that end. Maybe okay. one foot. So not so big elevator. Yeah. And some guy kept trying to just pull the doors open as hard as he could. And, and how many people are in there with you? I would say seven people. Seven people and two of them are girls. Yeah. Boy. Suck to be them after that idiot has to say that. Yeah, yeah, dude. Because you have to think about that. Yeah, yeah. 
No one's going to rape you. Like, what the fuck, man? Imagine. And if he's not thinking about raping them, then you think he's going to be thinking about, you know. Did anybody tell him to shut the fuck up? Uh, people just said, calm down, calm down. You know, it was, but it was just interesting how it escalated. Like, you know, things started mm. to escalate. This episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Do you love firing on sports? Well, Prize Picks is the best daily fantasy sports app for you. Indeed, you can fire on all your favorite fantasy sports like NBA, NFL, UFC, and other sports. That's right. With Prize Picks, instead of choosing teams, you choose individual players. That's what I like about it. It's novel, it has a unique approach. Each player has a set projection, and you either choose more or less than that set projection. For example, you might choose the kitty cat, Mr. George Kittle, and more than 70 receiving yards. Or you might choose Lamar Jackson and less than two and a half touchdowns. Prize Picks is the place you do it at if you are smart with sports and you know what players are going to perform on what nights, then Prize Picks is the best app for you. Download the app and use code Theo, and Prize Picks will match your deposit up to $100. Well, boys and girls, it's August, and that means it's National Hair Loss Awareness Month. Did you know that two out of three guys may experience some form of hair loss by the time they are 35? Hmm... Kind of a lot, isn't it? Ugh. Luckily, in most cases, hair loss can be prevented and treated, and Keeps is here to help. Once hair loss starts, it usually doesn't stop or reverse on its own. The earlier you take action, the more hair you're likely to keep. Keeps clinically proven treatments are 90% effective at stopping hair loss, and 66% of men even experience regrowth. Yum. Keeps offers a simple, affordable, and stress-free way to keep your hair via convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Theo to receive your first month of treatment for free, and you'll be supporting the show. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash T-H-E-O to get your first month free. Keeps dot com slash Theo. Have you ever been in a riot, like a riot type situation? No, I was at Beta Breakers one time on Mushrooms in San, in San Francisco, though, What's dude. Beta Breakers? <laughs> what is Beta Breakers? What is that? It's like a bunch of people. They're like racers. They're like, um, they race in the street, you know? What and, kind of racing? Um... Just for long distance, the canyons oh, always win it. Yeah, oh, running, okay. Yeah, running racing. So it's a bunch of those folks. Bay two breakers. I thought you were saying beta breakers. Yeah, bay two breakers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was saying that too. That's what I typed in. But... <laughs> oh no, beta breakers. I think is a little different. Bay two breakers. Yep. So, bay... so that's the run. Yep. So that's the run, and you can just get in costumes and just be in the be in it. It's like oh, like the dude is dressed up like a pink monkey. Yeah. How weird is that? And he's at the front. 
Oh, McDonald's. They dress up like Ronald McDonald. Yeah, so people just do all kind of costumes. Oh, interesting. And okay. we ate a bunch of shrooms out there and kind of commandeered this water table. There was a water table that had kind of been left un, uh, unattended. What is a water table? Just a table with a bunch of oh, cups of water. Oh, table with water's on it. Okay. So we got over there and people were running. You know, they're going. And we started telling people that the water was for Asian people only, right? <laughs> but we are crying laughing because people are running they can't stop they're trying to make a time so for some people we'll be like bro it's asians only and it was like why are you this <laughs> <one?"> <laughs> and then asian people were all excited you know and we kept dousing them up <laughs> dude we were fucking uh, i would take pictures with like uh people and i'd have my fucking nuts hanging out the whole time the, what? Was, yeah bro we were you out took pictures of people yeah. your nuts out <laughs> how old are you at the time i don't know man probably 28 <laughs> and people were like hey let's get a picture together so we get it oh and i just God. slip that bag out there maybe that fucking gum holster you know what i'm saying i, <clears throat> I had a friend of mine who used to do that all the time he used to pull his nuts out tom cotter he was on uh dancing with no uh no. america's got talent yeah he's so funny yeah he's a funny dude i knew tom uh, way back in the day and he used to do what do you call the sack walk where he would pull his sack out out of the zipper yeah. and just walk around in parties and he was just like, no, like, Tom, what the fuck are you doing, man? His nuts would be hanging out of his pants. Yeah, he used to be able to party like that. <clears throat> Ari um, still does. Who does? Ari. He'll oh, still yeah. party like that. Yeah, it's interesting, man. He's Ari's such an interesting dude, isn't he? He's a very interesting dude. He's a he's a he has like he's his very much his own person. Yes. And yeah, that, there's not a lot of people like that, dude. Mm mm. Yeah. I really admire that about him. Um so okay so the end of the world's happening and then i would be at the mall or maybe you know what 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 if you went offshore in like a boat mm. and let the shit fucking let it happen watch it from a distance let it melt that'd be a good move if you had a big boat if you had a boat with food on it but boats take diesel engine fuel and that's like where are you getting your diesel from like are you, how are you going to get that boat back to shore like what do you you know okay so you got to prep so you got to have some diesel on you you gotta have another boat with diesel. You gotta have a second boat, a feeder boat, yeah. like a tanker. And I'll work on that. So you get a tanker, a tanker like 15 years worth of diesel. Yeah. <laughs> your boat's gonna be this big. You're gonna have all yeah. this fucking diesel. You got your, your houseboat that you're sleeping on. <laughs> you just smell like diesel all oh the time. Diesel's a terrible smell. Really? Like, I like it a little. Some people like the smell of gasoline. I like the smell of gas. You know what I like the smell of? Magic markers. Sharpies, oh. pop the top. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Get in there, dude. The yeah. black ones, I'll fucking BLM and eat snout hole, baby. These sails that Jeff Bezos's boat has. Oh wow. Oh, he's got a boat with sails. Yeah, that's his that boat, that uh, giant yacht he has. What? That's it? Yeah. That's what it, yeah. When I was looking at pictures. All oh, so it's gonna have sails? Uh huh. <clears throat> a lot of the you? big ones do. They do. That, when I was looking them up earlier, yeah, there's giant boats with giant sails on them. Why is that? So they don't have to, so they can still work. I think if they get stuck somewhere. Oh, that's how they used to travel. Wow. Oh. See, that's key too. You're gonna have to have that because what if you're? That's a backup. Yeah. What if your stuff goes? Maybe out? Jeff Bezos knows some shit we don't know. I'm sure he probably does. Has he come in here? He hasn't, but I would have him in. You would? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I think that'd be interesting. I talked to that dude. My mom works for him. I wonder if he knows some shit that we don't know in terms of like shit going down. How addictive are those things? very addictive yeah you were hitting that last night hard <sighs> did you, you notice that stop you wouldn't stop that's how i am man if i get something i get it 
You know what I'm saying? Wow. Gasoline, magic marker, <laughs> Escobars, whatever. I'm going to hit it one more time, dude, <laughs> just it. to fucking to, to feel it. You well, get a crazy head rush from those, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, those nicotine vape pens, they're good for thinking, though, for whatever reason. Like oh. Nicotine is a, is a cognitive uh, enhancer. It's like a nootropic. Oh, I don't know if I believe that, but it hurt. to me, it makes me just not be able to sleep that good. It makes me, like, wake up <laughs> being scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it, it is. It, it is. Like, uh, like well, that's one of the things that Stephen King said really affected him uh, in his writing when he quit smoking. Mm. Um, so I got a question for you. So a couple, whenever you're, like... Comics always knew that you were doing well, right? Like, but whenever you got like, whenever you got your Spotify deal, mm. was it scary that people because they attached like such big figures to it in the press, right? Was that scary that people knew that you were wealthy? Did that did that was that scary at all? Um, it's, I wouldn't say it's scary, but it's just one of those things where people like start debating whether or not you should have that money. Why don't they give that money to other people? Why don't you fix the streets and the schools? And wh why is he getting that? <laughs> and then there's some people that just get jealous, so they get angry. You know, and there's a lot of angry, jealous comedians, unfortunately. And there's a lot of comedians that look at other people's success and they feel bad. So they think that you're doing something bad because they feel bad because they don't like the way it makes them feel when someone's killing it. Like a lot of comedians are narcissists and a lot of them are very self-centered and egomaniacs. Yeah. And so they think that when you're doing something well or something's going well for you, that somehow or another it takes something away from them. Mm. You know? Why does that happen, do you think? <laughs> Famine thinking. People think like there's not enough for everybody. With, with comedy, there clearly is enough for everybody. With podcasts, there's clearly enough for everybody. And when when other people are doing well, it's actually better for everybody because it like gets more people interested in podcasts, more yeah. people getting interested in comedy. That's what my take on it. But I'm that's my I've always had that take. I've always like tried to help other comedians. Oh always. yeah. I think, yeah, I think I, I'm trying to remember you, I think, inspire a lot of people to try and think that way more. You know, I heard you talking about that on Andrew Schultz's uh, show. And I think you inspire a lot of people to try and think like, yeah, just, yeah, you know, help everybody. Right. Rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. It's good for everybody. Yeah. And it's good also for the art form, which is good for you. It's good for your act. Like when other people are killing it, it's good for you. You just can't. You can't have that that miserly way of thinking that some people have. Where they want it all for themselves. You can't. That's not good. Well, some of it's a. It's a. I think especially for some people, if they never came from anything, it's a very. It can be scary, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, it can be scary. It can be scary because they've never had anything. Mm -hmm. So it's such a, like this is going to go away. You know, it's like a, um, I've probably had moments like that in my life for sure. Yeah. Where yeah. I just was like, oh, this. Yeah, you think it's going to go away. Yeah. Especially, well, when you're not really totally established yet, you just start getting a little bit of success. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, um, <clears throat> do you feel like since you become more of a celebrity, has it made podcasting any different? Because, like, you started to get picked up by all the tablets, and we got picked up for you reading the damn user agreement. Yeah. You know? It's like... What is that kind of pressure like? Is it like you wake up in the morning? You're like, what is? Is it like a? What's going to be in this box today? Of like, I don't read it. Right. No, I just keep going. 
I just keep doing it the same way I've always done it. Like this. Yeah. Sit down. Have a good time. Talk. Talk some shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, <clears throat> as long as you just keep doing it the same way. I mean, that's why it's still successful, because I do it the same way. Yeah. I don't I don't change anything. I, I, I get better guests. I get more, you know, people that maybe weren't interested in doing it before because it's so popular, they'll do it now. Yeah. Which is great. You know? And then maybe some people are scared to do it now, because they're scared of criticism. They're scared of... Uh, being exposed, they're they're scared of the the heat that comes from all that millions of eyes on you. Do you think that yeah, there's some people who would <clears throat> have you had people like that? You reach out to them like they you just think they're too scared. Uh, there's certain people that don't feel comfortable with being in front of such a large audience. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a few people that I wanted to get on. They're like, man, I don't know if I can like deal with that. I'll get nervous. And I've had people that wanted to do it in a more comfortable setting too. They like they feel like the studio audience, the the studio atmosphere rather is daunting with all the cameras. Like, couldn't we just like set it up at your house or something like that? Like, they just start trying to mitigate. Whatever the pressure would be from doing something that millions of people are going to see, I can understand that. I mean, this is—I've been—I've never talked to my father this much, and as we added all of our time together, <laughs> no, I haven't—I never spent that much time with my own dad. But think so about how many laughs we've had. Yeah, that's true. We laugh our ass off just the other day, and yeah. then last night, laugh our ass off last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last fucking night was good. fun, man. Fucking fun. It's the greatest. And Kill Tony was so good. That show is the best. It's the best show. Kill Tony's the best show for comedy, for stand-ups, like up-and-coming stand-ups. There's no better atmosphere, no better. And there's, it's the cornerstone of stand-up in Austin because it's such a good show. And you, for one minute, all you have to do is just be funny. All that woke bullshit, all that virtue signaling, all that's out the window. All yeah. that like posing. You got one minute. You better come with some jokes. Oh. Come with some jokes. Yeah. Or just come. I think people would laugh at that, dude. <laughs> if somebody got up there and batched out for a second. It, it depends on where it lands. <laughs> oh, I don't know, dude. I pantsed Burt Kreischer during one. Did you? <laughs> I pulled his fucking pants down. He had no underwear on. His, his ass was half hanging out. And he, he stood up and he raised his, his arms up in the air and he took his shirt off and I fucking pulled his pants right down. <laughs> Show him that cock. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, he should just go full nudist. How long? He till, could. How long till Bert Kreischer goes fully nude? Well, he did something the other day with a cock, with a sock over his cock. He was doing something. And that, at that point, you're just a damn nine iron dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's halfway to fucking nudity. He's close. All he has on his pants. His pants are sagging. Dude, my sister, you uh, one time was using drugs. Sorry, I love you, babe. But um, <laughs> she uh, and she's awesome. Uh, she's like. I love her so much, and but she did some. She got high with some guy on a date, right? And they did. They went rock climbing, which seems insane to do when you're high, and ended up at a nudist colony on top. Yeah, or like at a some small plateau. <laughs> wow, Jesus, so, pretty cool. Imagine falling naked. Ooh. Oh, I mean, it's not like clothes are going to protect you, but you'd feel but like they would. About <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Something about falling from the it would be extra scary to fall naked. Dude, say you're falling, right? All right. You have a turtleneck on. Do you put your head <laughs> Do you put your head inside or not? I don't think you even think about it. Yeah, you, you do. You probably have a heart attack. You don't think about it, you think about it. You're that's what you do. You're the best thinker. So <laughs> you don't think you put I don't your think I would. No, I'd be thinking of how to cushion the flaw the fall somehow. So what would you land on? You think chest first? Probably you have a no. strong chest. No, I think you'd want to like land on your feet and try to collapse your whole body and roll. 
but you're dead. You know, there's a certain height that you're just dead. My buddy made love to a plane survivor one time, and uh, and then she ended up becoming a lesbian after that, which is kind of crazy. But he turned her. I think she he never she never she just I think she's trying to help him out. <laughs> so she wasn't you know? she wasn't straight to begin with. Yeah, right. Mm. And I think they both had a kind of a buzz cut, and they just fucked. But um, what about like so? Has your life <clears throat> just because your life's so interesting, man? It's like so many people try to like I think emulate joe rogan you know and it i think they really emulate well i think they try to emulate you know they hear so many guests on here and people that are doing positive stuff right, right. and so they try to emulate that universe you know um well that's good yeah no it's awesome do you feel like it's ever tough for you like for you to keep up with being joe rogan does that ever start to get to like a thing in your head is that a crazy question no it's not a crazy question but i don't think like that right i just just keep doing what i'm doing like, if I stopped tomorrow, I'd be cool. I, I enjoy doing everything. I enjoy doing comedy. I enjoy doing podcasts. I enjoy doing the UFC. But if I stopped doing all of it tomorrow, I'd find other shit to do. Yeah. I like doing You like doing things. stuff. Yeah, I like doing things. I would probably just get really more into archery and playing pool, and uh, maybe I'd start drawing again or something. I mean, I, I don't need to do what I'm doing. I need to do things. Right. You know? I'd probably just, like, invest more time in jujitsu. Really? Yeah, that do just different stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I, I think I see that with you because you mentioned art or, or archery. <clears throat> Sorry, where's that button at, Joe? There you go, buddy. Oh no, the button. If I have to clear oh, my throat, there's a cough button. It's a red button right there. Yeah, go like that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, nice, right? Cool, man. Thanks. Isn't that we're like professional with that thing? Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes when I drink these Kill Cliffs. I get a little phlegmy. I talked to the man that runs that company. Really cool yeah. guy. Oh yeah, he's the best. John, shout out to John. Yeah, these are the shit, man. I love this. This is a this flavor. This ignite is uh well, the ignite is the same flavor as the CBD one, but this uh, pineapple jalapeno was uh, my idea. This is all my drink. That's why it's my face all over it. Let me the get flaming in Joe. Let me get in this bastard. Get in there, son. That's what that is. This is um, all right. We came up with this idea. We were talking, and we were talking about coming up with a, a specific flavor, and I said, you know what would be dope? Pineapple jalapeno. And he was like, ooh, I like it. Mm -hmm. And so we went through, like, <clears throat> I think like seven or eight different versions of it until we came to this one, but this one just nails it. Does it have honey in it, you think? I don't believe so. I love honey, dude. I love honey too, dude. We used to go by the bus stop and we'd sneak off in the woods and get those honey suckles. Remember those? Oh yeah, them bitches were good, dude. I like honeycomb. We just scoop it out with the wax and you chew on the wax, and you're not even sure whether you should swallow it or spit it out. Ooh, damn, that shit sounds more for something you give a young lady just getting into high school, you know? <laughs> but if you like honeycomb, like you eat honeycomb, the honey's in there and tastes mm -hmm. delicious. But then you're chewing on that wax. Oh yeah, and you're like, what am I supposed to do with this wax? Yeah. What is that wax made out of, by the way? Because it's not wax. Like, what is the wax made out of when a bee makes wax? Is that really wax? Beeswax? Um, what is that? Well, yeah, they say beeswax. Jamie, can you bring that up? Do you mind? What is wax? Sorry, that I could ask well, you. It's like, uh, what is, is wax? A, I'll tell you a, what it is. Here's a thing that I've never thought okay. of. Like candle wax? What is that? It's made out of oils and stuff, right? Well, it's almost like a, it's like an, because it disappears and then it right. can go back to being solid. It's a pretty powerful substance when you think about it. But beeswax is not the same as candle wax, right? 
I mean, I'm sure that they have a lot of similarities. I mean, people use wax on um, their cars too. Think Furniture, about that, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, those are like synthetics for the most what part. Waxes. Waxes <laughs> are a diverse class of organic compounds that are lipophilic, malleable solids near ambient temperatures. Just lost Theo. (laughs) (laughs) They include higher. I was paying attention to that's the crazy part. (laughs) They include higher alkanes and lipids, typically with melting points above 40 Celsius. Uh, Melting to give low viscosity fluids. Waxes are insoluble in water, but soluble, soluble. in organic non-polar solvents. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah, because it is interesting. If you take a thing of wax after it's melted and poured it in a thing of water, it just turns right back into wax. Or you got ass wax. We're pulling that hair off. Oh, yeah. I've right. gotten in there, baby. Beeswax is a natural wax produced by the honeybees of the genus Apis. The wax is formed into scales by eight wax-producing glands in the abdominal segments of worker bees which discard it in or at the hive. Wow. I'm not shocked, dude. Bees are... Amazing. Well, you know, bees are dying, too. Yeah. Bees are dying from the heat. Is it the heat? Yep. They're evaporating, they ejaculate, and their whole body blows up. Is that real? Bring it up, Jamie. I'm going to fucking do something I, in here today. I, I, okay. I watched yeah. a, a thing today on murder horn, hornets. They're trying to rename murder hornets. Oh. To what? Okay, they're probably dying here. Look at this. At temperatures over 170 degrees Fahrenheit, it is estimated that half of male honeybees will die in this manner within six hours. Man. With oh, that, more sensitive a, individuals dying after only two or three hours. The headline is the manner there. Oh, bees ejaculating themselves to death in heat waves. Fuck yeah, baby. Oh my Spring God, break, baby. Truth. I thought Spring you were just making break. shit up. So Click on that. <laughs> Hell no, dude. This is in, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> this is in uh, Panama City Beach, Florida. Bees. <laughs> bees. Click on that link. What happened? This is Kid Rocks, honey. That's who's making this shit. That is for sure if it's got semen in it. Bees ejaculating themselves to death in heat waves. Viral story explained. There we go. All right, hit, hit that the so video. we can hear it play. Uh, yeah. Does it play? Is it just music? Okay. Yeah. Leading to danger. In the U.S., nearly 35 million people are under excessive heat warnings or advisories. Yeah. However, the heat wave in Europe is of particular concern... <laughs> Due to the lack of widespread air conditioning, yep. the hottest day ever in the UK was recorded in Congesley in Yorkshire, July 19th, hitting a temperature of 104.5 degrees Fahrenheit. The heat wave has led to wildfires in Europe, with fires breaking out <laughs> in residential areas around London, England, mm-hmm. on the outskirts of Athens, Greece, and the western Germany, Let it bur- where two firefighters were injured while fighting a blaze. Twist their angles. This is a false headline, then. Yeah, it's a bullshit headline. Where's the bees? It's not in that video. Where's the bees? Uh, They're jerking off to death. There they are. We don't know why. Drones ejaculate when they get too stressed. Who doesn't? (laughs) Alison McAfee, a postdoctoral fellow at the University of British Columbia's Michael Smith Laboratories, told Newsweek, ejaculation kills them because it basically eviscerates their abdomen. Mm Mm-hmm. This happens during natural mating, too. Drone honeybees always die after mating. Oh, what a terrible way to go. Would you, but they still do it. Maybe it's suicide. They don't though. know any better. 
Oh, yeah, they don't know till after, They huh? don't have books. Fuck. Yeah. What if you could make a little bitty book that told them? <laughs> they can't read. <laughs> Imagine what a BC's. They have like 80 eyeballs on each side. They probably see wild shit. Matt, what does reality look like to a bee? I don't like, you know. you ever see that? It's probably a lot of sounds and like sonars. You ever see what a bee's eyes look like up close? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Put a, pull up a close-up of a bee's eyes. Pull it up. Pull up that. Look Please. At, look at that thing, man. Mother Lord. There's hairs coming off of it. Look at all the different... Ooh, look at that. Simple eyes. They have more than one kind of eye. That's me, simple eyes. Look baby. on that one up there in the, the right. Yeah, let's see that top. That to the right of your boy. cursor, Jamie. Yeah, that one. Look That's at that, that thing. Boy. Look at the eye. That's wild. Like, what does reality look like to a bee? They have hairs coming out of their fucking eyeballs. Well, hairs are, are, are used, I think, to detect a lot of feelings and stuff like that. Hmm. So imagine what they're pulling in through their eyes. Imagine if you could feel through your eyes. <sighs> Just look what that thing looks like. What a crazy animal. It's just, they're, they're little, so we just kind of got used to them. But that is a strange fucking creature. Like, those eyes are wild. Man. I mean, this is a small alien, right? Yeah, it's 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's Starship Troopers. Remember that movie? Mm-mm. You don't remember Starship Troopers? Nah, we didn't see a lot of space things when I was a child. <laughs> this was probably 20 years ago. Was it about 20 years ago? Let's see. Yeah, probably like 99, 97. Yeah, let's see. 97. Is it 97? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, pull up a video of Starship Troopers. So what it was was these these folks, they landed on some planet, and there were giant bugs, and they had to go to war with mm -hmm. the bugs. Mm -hmm. So that's what Starship Troopers was. Oh. TriStar presents. Dun, dun, dun. Look, it's kind of campy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, but these bugs fuck these people up. From the director of RoboCop, Total Recall. Ah, he's running. Ah. Ooh. Well, it's a fucking fun movie. And is that Denise Richards in there? Yeah, and it was young and hot. Woo! They also had that thing in there where they people could get healed <clears throat> by going in like that vat, and the robot would just reanimate missing oh. limbs and. Oh, that's shit. coming. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris is in it too. Yeah, look at that. This is a wild-ass movie. It's a good movie. Do you think they'll ever be able to email people to a new spot? They'll be able to, like, Star Wars type or Star Trek type, like, beam me up, Scotty, that kind of shit? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Reassemble you, disassemble you, and reassemble you? Will there be different, like, airlines kind of like you feel like? like probably. Um... They'll probably lose you. Like, they lose luggage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you do with my uncle? <laughs> Sorry, we lose a thousand people every year. But do you want to go to Cancun or not? <laughs> okay. Have you paid attention to all the luggage that gets lost now? Oh, man, yeah. It's, what is the increase in lost luggage over the last year? Something happened during the pandemic where they didn't work for a while, so everybody forgot how to do luggage. Is that what you think happened? I think there's, there's, there's an argument that there's incompetence and then there's an argument that they are they just haven't trained these people right these people have left i don't know what the real story is i've heard a lot of people trying to figure out why the airlines are so bad right now yeah and what they're doing do you think that governmentally <clears throat> run things just overall are starting to fall apart it kind of seems like that government's not good at a lot of stuff 
you know, because the people working for the government, I mean, how much, you, you have kind of like a fixed amount of money you can make. Look at all that luggage this that's lost. in Canada. There's, I've also heard of that Heathrow Airport. There's just giant piles This is the way bags. luggage is piling up at Canada's airports. Oh. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. It's a technical issue at Heathrow Airport. Oh, it's just a technical issue. I don't know why we don't Good luck finding your bag. We should fly FedEx. I wish FedEx flew people. They'd be better at it. Yeah, they just get it. Yeah, it's like they always get it there. It's like even if it's a day late or whatever it is, FedEx always gets it there, I feel I'm like. I'm sure you lose some things with FedEx, but I don't hear about a lot being lost. But you hear about a lot being lost with this fucking, with airlines lately. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. even people. I mean, people are, not people aren't disappearing, but they're not getting where they need to go. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I heard uh, about a little kid that was uh, traveling to see his parents. And they canceled the second leg of his flight without letting know, his parents know. Oh. So he's just stuck at an airport. He's 10. And they'll probably sign a book deal with him. <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now he's got a podcast. Yeah. Stuck um, at the airport. Hey, my name's Tommy. <laughs> I'm at the airport. I don't know where my parents are. I don't even have a phone. Dude, a buddy of mine met a girl on a flight, right? The flight never took off. They made him get off the plane. The girl's like, you can come stay at my place. Um, he goes to her place, and it's her grandmother's place, and they slept in the same bed as her grandmother, and they didn't even get to make out or anything. Whoa. They slept in the same bed as a grandmother. Why yeah. don't you just sleep on the floor? I, like, I'm good. Can you just give me a blanket? I'll sleep yeah, on the floor. I would, but they were of a different um, ethnicity, and so I think it was like he was more trying common. to- More honorable, yeah. Oh, I see. Like, this is how we do it. This is my granddaughter. She sleeps. You know, it's like, this is how we do it here. Everybody sleeps in the bed. But does he spoon with the daughter or does the grandmother sleep in the middle? I think he was just knifed out. You know, I think <laughs> he was no. Chopsticks. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Stiff as a board. Yeah. Don't move. Don't get a hard on. <laughs> uh -uh. Oh, yeah. man, yeah. That hard on was That fun. sounds like a porno, right? Like, my grandmother sleeps really heavy. Don't Are wait. You sure? Yes, I'm sure. It's okay. Just slip it in. <laughs> that sounds like a porn. There's porns like that. I've seen porns like that where like uh Don't wake the bunny or whatever. Where like uh, a guy is uh in bed mm -hmm. and then uh like the stepdaughter comes in and fucks him while the wife's asleep. Oh wow. Yeah, I, you know, like the wife's pretending to be asleep. You know, porn actors aren't that good at acting either, so the, the wife's like Squint her eyes closed, like and then she's not really asleep. <laughs> and the fake stepdaughter is fucking the guy right next to her. <clears throat> it's always like naughty stuff. There's a lot of naughty. Like the one thing that that picked up big time during the pandemic was like stepbrother stepsister porn, where they were pretending it's a stepbrother or a stepsister because people got like stuck in houses together. Well, do you? Oh, I never even thought about that. Yeah. Do you think that they were leading people to fuck? Huh. Well, I think they were like capitalizing on fantasies that people would have if they were stuck in a house with their family. So like say if your dad remarries, like you're 17 and your dad remarries this new woman and this woman has a 18-year-old daughter yeah. and uh, you're stuck in this house with this girl who's now your sister, but she's not really your sister. I'd be like, I'm a driver to school and they're like, school's closed, like we're going to drive by and check. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I want to know how well would you take care of your car if you had to keep it your entire life? Would you polish it? Would you tune it? Would you put a, a glaze on it, a, a gloss? 
a wax. I bet you would. Well, that's how brains work. We got to keep them for the long haul. So why don't we take better care of them? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. And BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you take care of your brain. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. I was struggling one day and I was driving somewhere and I pulled over and bam, I was better helping myself right there with a certified therapist. It's more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash T-H-E-O. That's betterhelp.com slash Theo. You know, you want to get out sometimes and you want to get across the ocean. Maybe you do a plane, maybe you do a ship or whatever. Or something, maybe you just evil Knievel your whole family out of a dang cannon. But when you get to a new land, you want to be able to speak their language, don't you? Well, Babbel can help. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson, so you can start having real-life conversations in less than three weeks. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages. That's correct, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel right now. Save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash Theo. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash T-H-E-O for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. People, do you think more people are related than we realize that there's more, that that's sometimes why people get, um, like, born with certain deficiencies and stuff like that, like Down syndrome and all of that, because more... Down what? Down syndrome, <laughs> because more people are related? Um, I don't know what causes that, but I would imagine that if you do have sex with people you're related to... What are the odds that, like, how how high do the odds increase if you have sex with your cousin versus how odds the the uh, how high do the odds increase if you have sex with like your sister, if if you create a a, a child that has a deformity? Ooh, I bet forty percent. Can you bring it up, Jamie? I bet it's very. Let's let's Google first right. cousin. How dangerous is it breeding with your first cousin? Right now, Jesus. Yeah, I just wanted to tempt you. I rolled that in front of you to see how you feel. <laughs> It seems like there's an unlimited amount of nicotine in these things, too. It's, like, very confusing. It makes my lips. bottomless pit. Sometimes it makes my lips hot, and I can't mm. taste uh, water if I drink it. <clears throat> okay. Having a baby with a first cousin more than doubles the risk of ch- congenital problems, such as heart and lung defects, cleft palates, and extra fingers, mm. according to the largest study ever held in the U.K. Yeah, they used to call that cleft palate bus. They'd call it cousin lip if people <laughs> had it. Two to three percent chance their child is born with a birth defect. Genetic uh, syndrome or disability. Now, what about sisters, brothers and sisters? Let's uh, mm. <clears throat> take a guess. And a lot of times this used to happen, Joe, because people didn't have the ability to travel far. So even if you went, 
you know, 2,000 yards or 8,000 yards, you were still, over time, people were still related even right. if they didn't realize it. Well, that's uh, one of the concerns about that place, North Sentinel Island, that um, that island of uh, uncontacted people. There's only 39 of them. Yeah, you were talking about, yeah. I heard you talking about that. Oh, about the Bible yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that place is, there's only 39 of them. They have to be related. What's kind of uh, interesting about looking for this? Google doesn't really want to show me what I'm looking for. It's Fuck only it. bringing up animal inbreeding. See, that's oh, crazy. Oh, wow. So Google will let you look up what it's like to fuck your cousin, <laughs> but don't get crazy. Yeah, I even specifically <laughs> said, like, sibling incest, and it's just showing animal stuff. Oh, wow. Well, go to DuckDuckGo. Having a child. Oh, genetic risks of two siblings having a child together. Here it goes. A cure. Look at that. Well, let's go that. Oh, you fucking pop-up ads. A curious adult from Texas asks, <laughs> is that us? Is that us? <laughs> us yeah. <laughs> the, future per, the future crime people have caught us. Incest laws seem to be socially rather than genetically based, but I'm guessing there are biological consequences too. So what are the exact genetic risks of two siblings having a child together? Let's get down to it. Okay, you're probably right. <laughs> Uh, two siblings of kids together have a higher risk of passing on a re recessive disease to their kids. Okay, what are they? What is the number though? <clears throat> they don't want to tell you. Mm -mm. Okay, here it goes. If a brother and sister are both carriers or have a child together, each of their children would have a one in four chance of ending up with uh, oh CF. Is that cystic fibrosis? Yeah. Um, by getting a disease copy of CFTR from each parent. So the odds of this brother and sister having a child with a disease is one out of four or one in 16. Now, I, hmm. I'm going to say don't risk it. Yeah, don't risk it. Dude, we used to, they used to say to us, if, if you rearrange the letters of sister, what does it spell? Resist. <laughs> And I never forgot that. That's good. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was helpful. It um, certainly is. So I had a question. Like, so you know, like how golf, like the PGA started doing like the live, you know, like they have people leaving the PGA yeah. because this big money organization came in and is paying the hot, the best golfers. Could something like that ever happen to, to the UFC? Do you feel like? That's an interesting question. Um, they've tried to do that before. Um, Affliction came along before, and they got Fedor, and they got Tim Sylvia, and um, Andre Olovsky. There was a lot of like big name fighters that went over to Affliction and fought for them, but they went under after a few events. It's hard doing something like the UFC. It, first of all, the UFC is so firmly established; it would be like trying to create a new NBA. It's like maybe you could do it, but you need a lot of money. Fortunately for this live golf thing is it's run by the Saudis and they obviously have insane amounts of money But even so people have passed on it because they don't want to be associated with the Saudis But do you think like if they start to see that template work and we don't really know if it's gonna work yet I mean, they're just you know this it's just started It really depends on how much money they throw at them and how long they continue to do it for they have so much money They have so much money. We they can't can even keep, imagine it. Huh? I don't think we can imagine. It. Wow. Because you're talking about trillions of dollars. You're talking about oil money. I think they could just keep that ball rolling. If they decide to do that, they may be able to have like a real rival.
But right now, it's this is the first year. Is that correct, Jamie? You're a third golf guy. The first year, second event has been completed. Third, there's going to be eight events. They got, well, I guess, that'd be six more left. And what does the vibe feel like out there as a as somebody who pays attention to it, golf and stuff? Does it feel like it's it's uh, <clears throat> they don't have a TV deal, so it's all being broadcast differently. And I I would guess that this is a play to get a TV deal. Uh, there are still people. They just got a big announcer that. Um, went over from I think NBC. He's been a long time, twenty five year plus guy. Who's that? His name's David Faraday. He's got a really like well known voice for the for golf. For, for golf, yeah. yeah. Now, is there a stigma attached to this? Are these guys getting like yeah, there is outcast for sure. But they don't seem to mind that much because the money's so great. Because the money is really great, and they don't have to play golf every week like they had to. Oh, before. so with the PGA, yeah, right. And like, uh, who's the one guy? It was Phil Mickelson? Is that He's his name? The biggest one getting roasted for it i guess yeah. and apparently he's not playing good that's the that's the other interesting thing is I, they're already they're getting prepaid money so they don't it's not performance based there is performance based money mm. that can come if they win there's more money to win in a tournament but so there's less incentive you think they're getting they have like i read a four and a half year contract right now is what most of these guys have varying levels of money six figures for some of them only six figures um, i'm sorry on top of another, it's zero. okay, so man. It's I'm like, nervous uh, too. Hundreds billion? of millions of dollars, is hundreds of millions for some people. Yeah. So for them, they feel like, wow. "Fuck, this is my ticket out. For I could sure. retire." Yeah. Yeah. So fuck it. Fuck all the stigma. Yeah. Uh, and the I'll argument see. against it is really that they're not going to be playing traditionally what everyone's been playing for over their careers of like, uh, I don't. The big know. tournaments that everybody's accustomed to, Correct. but they don't have a TV deal right now. Right, it's just on YouTube and their website. But man, YouTube is so big. Yeah, but a lot for golf though, I feel like a lot of people. There's something about. I feel like I see my stepdad watches it on TV. You know, it's right. a Sunday afternoon. It's a TV thing. There's a tradition yeah. about that that I feel like is really baked into golf. Hmm. Maybe I don't know enough about golf. Yeah, me neither. But to answer your question, yeah, somebody could come along and do something like that. It's possible. You'd have to throw a lot of money. And you'd, I mean, man. And you'd have to get guys that are out of their contract, right? You'd yeah. Have to. Yeah. You'd have to get guys that are out of their contract or get guys that are on the come up, you know, that like right about to break into the UFC and get them before they, you know, because there's a lot of like really talented guys that are coming up. Yeah. There's a company called 1FC that is uh, based out of uh, Asia and they they put on some killer fucking shows. And I watched some of their fighters and some of their fights, and man, these guys are world-class killers. They're really good. They easily could be fighting in the UFC, many of them. And mm. then many UFC guys like Mighty Mouse and um, Eddie Alvarez, quite a few guys yeah. have gone over there, and they're they're competing now in 1FC. So that's, that's like a viable alternative for some people who don't want to compete in the UFC anymore, or maybe they have a more lucrative deal for 1FC, but it's not in the public zeitgeist the way UFC is. Like, no. you tell people, like, oh, I was watching 1FC. They're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, they think something's wrong with you. Right, but you say UFC, it's like Q-tips, you know? Yeah. It's like everybody knows what that means. Yeah. Yeah, it's NBA. Everybody knows the NBA. Everybody knows the NFL. Yeah. Everybody knows the UFC. The brand is just, yeah, I yeah. mean, the brand is strong. I mean, I think it the, the UFC, ha, the fact that it, that it, performed it showed up every few weeks for during the pandemic was unbelievable yeah that well, brought so many i feel like it had to bring so many fans that's when i became like oh i am 
this is my favorite sport. I I didn't realize it, but uh, after like a certain month, I was like, oh wow, this is my favorite sport. Well, once it started, once they started doing those events, when everything else was shut down, it opened up a lot of people's eyes to like what could be possible. And so then the NBA started doing events, and all these other sports organizations started doing doing events with no audience. Yeah, you know, didn't they have baseball games with no audience? Yeah, I think the Dodgers won the World Series with no audience. But remember, they had like uh, Brody was in the stands. They had fake. Uh, Cutouts of people right, in the seats. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah, which is weird. Just yeah. have empty seats, man. Don't lie to me. When yeah. I know you're lying to me. <laughs> um, you've worked. You've it's, you've worked so long at, at UFC. Do you feel like um, that? And I've watched your pace over there. I remember when I did a show with you in Atlanta, and then we went to. We did a show the night before, then we I was sitting behind you, and so like you you guys are commentating, and then you go right up into the ring, and you come right back down, and you commentate again. I mean, it was like watching like a, it just seemed like a lot. Like this is a lot, you know. Like you have to have a real pace for it. You it's know? a real job. Yeah, you have to have energy for sure. It blew my mind. Yeah, it's like, and you're doing it for six hours. Yeah, and I sit down for six hours, and I try not to pee. Which is lucky that I have good experience doing the podcast because I'm used to like holding my piss for three hours, but that's about my limit. So I always have to pee at least once or twice. Ride that bag, baby. You know I like riding that bag. It's hard though sometimes. Like also, I'm drinking like Monster Energy drinks sometimes, which are like piss magnets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're delicious, but they make you want to pee. Make you want to beat your wife too, dude. I've seen a lot of dudes (laughs) drinking Monster that you know they're going home to punch. I don't know if the monster is the cause of it. I think there's probably other other factors. Well, I'll say this. It's the beverage of choice of some of those gentlemen. <laughs> I'll say that. Do you I think, thought it was rock stars. <laughs> I don't, maybe it used to be. <laughs> Do you think you'll always work there? Do you ever... I mean, you've, been, you've done it for a long time, you know? Do you think... I mean, I guess nothing can be forever, but do you, do you think you'll always commentate for, for UFC? I enjoy it. I enjoy the sport, but I enjoy watching it too. You know, when it came to Austin, it was the first time in 20 years that I sat in the That's audience I and I watched it. It was great. Yeah. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Just no responsibility, just being able to watch. I want to go to more of them that I'm not going to, like at the Apex Center. Those are great. because oh, in Vegas? Yeah, because it's a yeah. small arena, a small octagon, and you know, you're right there, man, right there with the action. When you started, do you feel like um, did y'all have such a strong commentating team? I mean, now it's like it's well, it's stronger now than ever. Yeah, it's stronger now than John Anik is the fucking man. He's great, and Daniel Cormier is the fucking man. And you know, when I get to do it with Dominic Cruz or you know anybody else that uh, you know, I get Paul Felder's fucking great. It's it's amazing. It's a it's a beautiful job, and I love DC. Like when me and DC hang out and have fun. It's just like he's such a great guy, and he knows so much about the sport. You know, two-division world champion and great wrestler and, and just a dude who likes to have fun. Like, we laugh a lot, and it's a great job, man. I love it. I look forward to it every time. I look forward to it this weekend. I'm doing this weekend in Dallas. I'm pumped. Oh, nice. I don't know who's fighting on that one. It's Amanda Nunes. Two? Yeah, versus Juliana Pena. Dude, I was at yes. the first one. Yes, yes. Who knows what's happening in that rematch? And Halle Berry was there at the first one, dude. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was cool. Halle Berry's a big fan. She's there all the time. Yeah, she that was cool. She loves sport. Yeah, Jared Leto was there. He's neat. He's always there, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he loves it. It's always, uh, I mean, it's exciting, man. You know who's a big fan of it now? Mark Zuckerberg. He's a big fan of MMA. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves it. He got, like, super addicted to it. He's training now. 
He's doing jujitsu. Oh wow! Yeah, good for him. Yeah. They should make him fight other owners of things. Who do you think he would fight? Bezos. Bezos no. is a little older. Kind of cruel to make him fight Bezos. He might fuck Bezos up. Who could he get in against? <laughs> Somebody that I put all my money on Elon. You teach really? Elon martial arts? Yeah, he'd figure out a way to fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's efficient. He just had like nine kids in a month. I heard on Twitter. <laughs> How fucking efficient is that? I think he's doing it through in vitro fertilization. I'm sure. He jerks off into a FedEx tube and mails it to these ladies. <laughs> I've thought about that. I've thought about having a kid via like a um, machine or something, you know? You think that's the way to do it? I think because I was thinking about having a child with a friend of mine. A and guy or a girl? A woman. Okay. Damn, just bro. I just want to let you know what you can and can't do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Google, what's the percentage of uh, <laughs> dudes who can get pregnant? But you, you'll get confused now. Like, how many men can get pregnant? All of them. They'll say all of them. Yeah. Today, you know, no one, everyone, no one knows what to say. But I think is those men are trying to. Is it a woman? Those men are trying to trick other men to busting in them all the time. I think we're talking about trans men. That's what they're talking about. Oh, I see where they put the ovaries into a man. No, no, no. Like uh, a biological female becomes a man. Trans men. Oh yeah. Yeah. So when they said, "Can men get pregnant?" People say yes. And you're like, okay, I want off. Yeah. I want off this planet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take your conf fucking confusing reality. But do you think ever that Mother Nature has a plan, a bigger plan, where in the end it all ends up that we're like trans, like Ben Simmonses, like all mm. like crossed. You Who's know what Ben I'm Simmons? <laughs> ben Simmons is like a um, Mick. He's a black and he, I think he's black and white. Right. He played at LSU. He's a great basketball player. What does but, it have to do with his sexuality? But he's beige. You know what I'm saying? He's beige. Know. Does it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> does it end? Because we here we go. What the fuck? He's probably like, what the fuck, man? I'm a man. Leave me alone, bitch. But if he put a wig on, no. If he put a wig on and shaved, I'm with just those saying, fucking arms and hands. Yeah. If you get tricked by that guy, <laughs> then you want to. Yeah, you want to get tricked. You're trying to get tricked. Yeah. You're like, trick me. <laughs> trick me, Ben Simmons. <laughs> That's a fucking manly man. <laughs> the size of his fucking hands. Go back to that picture. Bro, that guy is jacked. Yeah. If you think that's a woman, I mean, maybe he is now. I don't know. I don't want to no, hurt anybody's not. feelings. No, no, no. He's 6'11". <laughs> He's giant. Go Tigers, man. He's an LSU Tiger. But what I'm saying is. What are you saying? <laughs> here's what I'm saying, man. I can't believe you guys can't understand me. I do understand what you're saying. I'm just fucking around. Okay. Okay. And I'm just I'm fucking just around too. Okay. Let me hit that thing again. I'm just saying, if we're sending somebody in, if say if the trans community is going to send somebody in to fucking vouch for them, they need to send in a fucking warrior. You know, they what? can't send now in. I don't know what you're saying. Okay. I thought I knew what you were saying. I switched. I switched to a new idea. <laughs> okay. What I was saying is, do you think we all end the same skin color and in some sort of a trans sexual type of situation? I think it's very possible that we all become genderless. Yes, I do think that's possible. Yeah. I think that might be what is happening with like microplastics are changing people's hormone systems. I don't know if you know about all that. 
Do you know about all that? You know I don't know about it. <laughs> I mean, there's, I appreciate it, though. There's a book called Thank Countdown. You. That was nice of you. By a woman. Uh, her name is Dr. Shanna Swan. Mm-hmm. And she uh, came on the podcast, and she explained that there's certain chemicals that are in plastics and in some fertilizers that are disrupting the human body endocrine system. And uh, it's causing people's penises to shrink, mm. balls to shrink, uh, sperm counts are lowering. And one of the ways they find out about this is the size of people's taints. Oh, wow. Yes. In well, male mammals, the taint is 50 to 100% larger than female mammals. So like when they pick up a gerbil, that's how they can quickly tell whether or not it's a boy or a girl, is by the size of the taint. And when the introduction of phthalates, it starts with a P, P-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S, I think it's how you spell it. Mm-hmm. You say phthalates, and phthalates are a type of chemical that disrupts the human body. And because of the uh, use of petrochemical products, the increase of phthalates into the human body from contamination Mm -hmm. has caused people's taints to shrink, balls to shrink, dicks to shrink, sperm counts to drop, and miscarriages to go up. And they think that if you think about that, like that is like causing gender to just kind of compress and to become like more ambiguous. And in the future, if that continues to happen, what what does that mean? Like what do we become genderless? And then what do we do to try to keep the human race alive? Well, we may we may revert to genetic engineering, like some sort of a genet like some sort of a you know, medical technological intervention so we breed from like splicing genes. So we get enough males and we get enough females. Yeah, and that has always been what's crazy about this is although this sounds nuts, we're talking about it now, for decades, people that have been abducted by aliens have always said that aliens are performing experiments and making hybrids with human beings because their genetic material has run stale. Because they're 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 breeding or they're rather reproducing through genetic manipulation rather than through sex because they don't have sexual inco- intercourse anymore. So they need they our eggs and yeah, sperm. They need all that stuff. They need our material, but the, because they don't have that anymore, so that might be where all biological creatures that develop technology and technology in, in our case involves a lot of plastic. The more technology, the more plastic, the more plastic in the bodies, the more the bodies become genderless. Wow. Wild. And is and, and, and is if the since there's plastic in our water, like little molecules and stuff, does that affect us too, do you think? Yes, it definitely does. Wow. Yeah. We uh, we found a statistic that's a little misleading, but the statistic is every week the average person consumes a credit card sized piece of plastic. Through microplastics. Jesus. Yeah. That's but, a lot. But then Jamie found out that the way they calculate that is like worst case scenario. Like some dude who really likes, you know, who sucks on the bottle. Kind a lot of. of like bottle licking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of like chewing on vibrators. Or chewing on, yeah, chew it like that dog yeah. we saw the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let me think. I had a couple more questions for you. Is that all right? <laughs> yes, please. Okay, cool. Um, being becoming like a celebrity in America, right? Like I know you don't think of yourself maybe as that way, right? But uh, you become real popular. Is it hard to keep it from like affecting your family and kids and stuff? Does that ever get like scary and stuff? It definitely will affect everyone around you. You know, and it affects people in a weird way where like people will like contact family members and ask for things. 
you know, which is like weird. And it's not, you know, like want to meet. Like I've had people contact my family members to ask me to introduce them to people I don't even know. Like as if there's some like sort of celebrity (laughs) network that you become a part of. You get a card like, hey, man, you got 15 million Instagram followers. Here's your card. Just call everybody on the list. And, you know, you could hook up your friend with Marky Mark. Yeah. It's weird. And is it does it get scary having kids that are like you know does that does that get scary at all like it's it, all of it is scary yeah it's it's scary it's weird you know like having that many people like I get a lot of people contacting me saying they got chips in their brain and I'm talking to them through a chip <laughs> in their brain not just one like multiple people I used to have a woman like that who you coming to my shows in Texas dude and her chip kept telling her to fuck me dude that's the crazy part did and she listen I would no I <laughs> sent her away like so many times I said was she hot she was hot too damn and why'd you say no because I just thought it was like a scam or something <laughs> I thought it was like some kind of a setup or something, you know, right. like I just got scared because that's scary when somebody be. tells you that. You got to think of that, too. Imagine if you're a guy and you're worried that every girl you meet is trying to set you up, you know, like if you're some oligarch type dude and every woman you meet might be a hit woman or might be someone who's like trying to like get information at some Russian spy yeah. who's trying to record you fucking. Oh, even if I ejaculate, dude, not, you know, I don't have a, you know, I'm doing okay, but I'll even walk out of the room backwards, you know, just to make sure, you know, like. How does that help? Just to great, so I can see if anybody's using any of the seed, if there's any loose in the room. <laughs> Doesn't Drake pour hot sauce into That's his condoms? Is that real? Yeah. It's a story that went around a few months ago for sure. So he's got like a little bottle of Tabasco by the bed? Yeah, just in case. Look, Dustin Poirier needs to step his advertising up. That's his all I'm saying. hot sauce is excellent. Dustin I has excellent you. hot sauce. It's very good. It is good. It's very delicious. Like a vinegar-based yeah. Louisiana hot sauce. It's kind of it's hot enough, but it's hot nothing enough. crazy. Tasty. It's yeah. tasty. It's very good. What is it called? Like diamond? Yeah, di- um, I need to know this, man. We'll find it. Jamie will pull it up. But it's I get he sent me a case of it. It is fucking very good. It's good. Yeah. I'm I'll not put it on salads, too. I'm not even gonna ask him for more. I'm gonna buy it myself. Poirier's Louisiana style <laughs> hot sauce. You can buy it on Amazon. And look or at him, dude, having fun hedonist. with it. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> He's so funny. It's good, too. Oh, like, yeah. When someone makes something like that that's good, I appreciate. That, yeah. that is, that's a legit hot sauce. J- Dustin has some really good hot sauce. Yeah, good He's stuff. He's a good dude, too. I like him a lot. Yeah, Dustin's neat, man. He's, he's really, really funny, too. He's fun dude. He's fun dude to hang out with. And he likes to cook, too. Um, do you think that Nate Diaz fight is just like a, do you think he's going to care about it? Is that impossible for him not to care about it? Versus Ham, versus Hamzat Chimaev? Yeah. I mean, he has to care about it. Hamzat is a fucking assassin. Hamzat is a terrifying human being. He's terrifying. He's really good. He's oh, yeah. really good and really big. I get scared at home. You should be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's how it is. Yeah. Hamzat's a murderer. I mean, when he when he gets into that octagon, he's a seek and destroy. He's a dangerous man. Do you think that it's just a setup fight for now? Like it's like because I know he's trying to get out of his contract. Do you think that, or do you think Nate he's... asked for that fight? Oh, he did. That's what that Nate wanted to fight Francis and Ganu. Oh damn! Nate I didn't is know that. Nate is as game as a human being has ever been. Wow, that, that dude is wild. He, I mean, that's one of the things that Dana White said. They were like saying, "Why did you do this fight?" It's like that's the fight Nate wanted. He goes, "By the way, Nate asked for Francis and Ganu." Damn. That'd have been awesome. But no. Yeah, you're right. No. I, I mean, but you know what? There would have been something <clears throat> exciting about it. Yeah, murder. 
Yeah, so, so, something exciting when Francis Ngannou, a natural 270-pound man who hits harder than any human being that's ever been recorded, he's the hardest punch ever recorded. Well... Francis is terrifying. I think Nate could take him, dude. I think you Nate, think so? I don't know. I don't. I mean, I have. No, I don't. I don't know. Nate just never ends, bro. He I can't. hope you're never a bookmaker. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so too. There's certain things that you just can't. There's certain physical attributes and advantages you cannot overcome. It's not saying that Nate isn't a, a an amazing fighter. Nate is an amazing fighter and has been for a long time. I mean, you can go way back. Nate has been submitting and beating people for a long fucking time. He's a tough motherfucker. Yeah. But Francis Ngannou is gigantic. He's gigantic. Francis is gigantic. Why do you think gigantic people come out of Africa and stuff? Well, I mean, gigantic people come out of Iceland. Gigantic people come out of areas where genetic, gigantic people met and bred. You know, and Francis's father was huge, and I don't know how big his mother was, but, you know, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of giant people in the world. When they find other giant people and they fuck, they make big humans. Dude, they should, <laughs> that'd be an OnlyFans right there, giant people fucking. Yeah, big giant people fucking. Yeah. I bet, if you, yeah, I bet people would love that. If there's an OnlyFans where you only got together with other giant people and fucked. I'd watch that. And then have a little person in the room watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you go on OnlyFans at all? No, I logged on one night and then I logged off. You know, I'm trying to stay off of masturbation, stay off of touching my own wiener. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't need to do it. I'm doing cool. You know, I feel better when I don't do it. Is it masturbation or pornography? Well, I do, yeah, pornography. I think is nice to stay away from. We talked about this before mm -hmm. because my thought was just that it. And you said it's fine. It's just people that abuse it, you know? So I think, like, I I just, I don't like to have those thoughts in my head. It keeps it keeps me thinking too much sexual side and right. not enough, like, connection side. Right, right. That's the number one criticism of people who watch pornography is that it, yeah, it makes you think sexually instead of, like, romantic. Yeah. And if I want to have a family and stuff, I have to have more, like, you know, real intrinsic kind of romantic connection right. thoughts. And and I have to be able to control my, not control my own brain, but let my nature come through that right. way. Not think like, I want to recreate some shit I saw in a film. Right. Right. Or, yeah, you know, I don't even do, I won't even think that way, but like your subconscious just hold, mm -hmm. it remembers the stuff, you know, and it kind of mills around in there, just kind of loiters around your brain and dick a little. How many girls have started to make a living off of OnlyFans now? that would just normally have a job and never get paid the same amount of money. Well, you it's know? one of the reasons why we're not seeing that many hot chicks working at Chipotle, I think. Is that what it is? I had, they go OnlyFans? I think it's gonna, it's definitely. But how do they get an audience? Like just cause you're hot and you show your asshole? They bait through their Instagram, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Dude, you yeah, know no two it, assholes right? are the same, is that true? I'm sure, it's like a fingerprint. That's crazy. They're gonna use that from now on to get into the bank. <laughs> It's like your retina scan. Yeah. That's how you get into Dan Bilzerian's house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you really think about how many 
girls are making like stupendous amounts of money on OnlyFans. Oh, it's baffling. But do you do you also <laughs> think, Joe, that whoa, OnlyFans is over one million creators. So one, well, let's imagine that's an that's worldwide, up from seventy thousand in two thousand nineteen. So all those people jumped on board during the pandemic. That makes sense. This is what I start to worry about. That it's going to be like every, what is this called, a gig economy? No, what is yes. that? Okay. No, gig economy is like Uber, right? Okay. Is it, is, would you think of OnlyFans? Does that count? Sure, sure, Yeah. Sure. I mean, they, you could get a gig. They could make a video for a specific person. Same, same kind of thing. Oh, okay. Do you think it's going to- A gonna, cameo. But yeah, it's very I watched some cameos sure. the other day. It was sad. I got one from uh, Nick Nolte about- some dogs at Christmas. I made him make like a video for some puppies that I never. Nick Nolte does cameos that I didn't have. Yeah, why? He's he like, oh, hey, cinnamon and whisker. Dad loves you. Yeah, I gotta find Nick, it. Nick Nolte's on cameo. How is it? Is that weird? Oh no, Gary. Who's the other guy that looks like Nick Nolte? Gary Busey. Gary Busey. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they look very different. He's like, hey, cinnamon and whisker. Dad's yeah, home. Gary Busey was a great actor who got in a horrible motorcycle accident without a helmet. Yeah. Okay, play some of these. Give me one right there. Got my guitar, got my voice, got my thoughts, got my love. To send to you in a cameo, however many you want. Just send me what you want me to tell you, and I'll tell you better than you can feel. Bop, bop, bop. There you go. Cameos are us. I love that. Doesn't that make you feel good, though? Did you feel good when you did it? No. <clears throat> no, it made me think you should wear a helmet. Oh, you think people are taking advantage of him? No, that's what happened to him. He got in a motorcycle accident without a helmet on, back when L.A. didn't have a helmet law. And he crashed his motorcycle and bounced his fucking head off of a curb. Oh, and got, it, yeah, and got serious brain damage. That's like, not see, funny, See, you can pull that up. I want to say that was from, like, the early 2000s. He had a series. That's why one of his eyes looks different than the other one. Yeah. Because they remade it. His fucking skull got crushed. Yeah. In 1988, the actor, then 44, had just picked up his Harley Davidson from a shop when he tried to maneuver around a bus and accidentally turned too hard, started skidding, and hit his back brake, causing him to fly over his windshield and land directly on his helmetless head. Oh. Yeah. So that is when things went sour. And his hair still looks good, which is crazy, He's got great huh? hair. He's got great hair to hide that scar where they had to stitch his head back together again, I think. That's unbelievable. Not good. This, yeah. Well, this is my question then. Do you think it's gonna get to a point, right, where if we start losing jobs, right, and there's less jobs and more people are on like OnlyFans, right, mm -hmm. that you're basically gonna have chicks out there, like literally people, women holding each other at gunpoint, like you know, subscribe to my pussy, stuff like that. I, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what you're saying. You know, help, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, can you pull up some help? <laughs> pull up some help. I need some help, man. <laughs> or, I, like, I always have this vision of like two Uber drivers. Like, you're you're gonna be my uh, um, I'm your you're my ride. Or you know what I'm saying? You're my like, like it's like people like. It's all just digital. It's all online, and it's just like people just like subscribe to me now. You know, like literally at gunpoint. Like that's how bad it's going to get. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think there's going to be a lot of people that are doing that to make a living. The problem is, where's the money coming from? Is it going to be subscribers paying other subscribers? 
Is it going to be like a hierarchy, like someone who makes like a million dollars a month paying someone who makes a hundred thousand dollars a month, who pays someone who makes ten thousand dollars a month? Is it is it going to be a pyramid scheme for pussy? Yeah, I, I yeah. I'd almost get buy a fake pussy somewhere and put it out there. I don't know? think that's good enough. I think you have to have the whole body attached to it. Like, what do most girls on OnlyFans do? Do they show, like, bikini pictures? Like, what are they doing? Showing feet? There's bikini pictures. I know that there's, like, meetups where, like, manager companies, like, have them all go to, like, a location together, like, at the beach. And then they do, like, you know, tit-touching and, like, uh... <laughs> You know, uh, they get together, smelling and, each other's cry. You know, like stuff. Oh, and so that gets everybody excited, and then they get more like. So they have managers. stuff animals do, like stuff animals do before their owner pulls them away real quick. I heard that the, a lot of these girls, when they're when they're interacting with people online, they're not really doing it. That they hire a company, and then someone writes these letters because, like, if you feel like you're going to respond to people and text them, like, how many of them are you going to do this to? Like, how many can you? How many days? I mean, how much hours in the day do you have? And if people don't know how many you're responding to or who's doing it, like if you have, like, say if you have a million subscribers on OnlyFans and you get 100,000 messages a month. Yeah, you got to have somebody helping you. Maybe they just have a person, like a service, who writes, like, sexy things. Like, thank you, sweetie, heart, heart, yeah. kiss, blowing kiss, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're I think so sweet, thank you. And I, there's a fat guy writing those yeah. things. <laughs> you know? Do you remember Marilyn Martinez? Did you know Marilyn Martinez? Uh-uh. Marilyn Martinez was a comic at the Comedy Store mm -hmm. and uh, very funny. And she used to do uh, phone sex back in the day. Oh, That's yeah. how she made a living when she was uh, starting out as a comic. She would uh, get on the phone with guys while they were jerking off. And she'd talk them through it. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just wonder if it's going to come to that where you're going to have you know people just <clears> helping <throat> each other jerk off and that's going to be... You know, I think it's going to come to the point where you can't jerk off anymore because you're not going to have any genitals. I think we're all going to slip away to neutral. Like I was saying. Aliens. Yeah. Beige. Aliens. We look at what, what aliens look like. What do they look like? They look like sexless, genderless things with big giant heads. Autism, too. You think so? Aliens? Yeah. I think they have the highest, most acute form of fucking... Alzheimer's? Autism. <laughs> Autism. I said Alzheimer's. They might have Alzheimer's too, uh, dude. They could have it all. I mean, at that point, they've mastered the diseases. I was trying to say Asperger's. Oh. <laughs> I came up with Alzheimer's. Well, Asperger's yeah. should have a different name too. It's just Asperger's. Yeah. That's rude. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Right? I wonder if it's like a doctor. Is it Doctor Asperger who figured out Asperger's? Mm, I don't know. Take a guess. Let's find out and take a guess. Ron Asperger. Yeah. Yeah, probably like a guy out of mm -hmm. Seattle. I was thinking that enough Fournier's green gang green we looked up to their dad's so unfortunate right. for Mr. Fournier. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. So let's find out where yeah. the name Hans Asperger. You hit that thing there one more time, Joe. Yeah, it's a dude. Hans Asperger. There it is. <clears throat> oh, it's Perger. Asperger. Yeah. Damn. Asperger. I've been putting meat in it. Yeah. <laughs> South Park. <laughs> I'd love to be Austrian, uh, huh? Uh, Austrian? Yeah. Like yeah, they just seem so pure and they Hardy. seem like outdoors. Yeah, they yeah, seem like, like they hike a lot. They're getting water for everybody. Yeah, shorts with sh little socks. The mills with the yeah. windmills going. Hiking boots. Beautiful flowers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And probably crazy sex, too. I think, you think so? I think Austrian women. 
Really? Yeah, and you don't see them a lot in porn or anything. I think they keep it really. They're kind of like. Uh, <laughs> they're kind of like they feel almost to me like Disney Amish kind of. Disney Amish. Yeah, like kind of whimsical, but like also very like um, stick to an old script. Pull up some. Uh, uh, Whoa. Damn. Hot. Pretty dead on with that uh, Disney princess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very Disney princess looking. All of them. Damn. Dang, boy. I wonder, like, what nationality is known to have the most beautiful women? Do you think there's, like, a consensus nationality that has the most beautiful women? I don't know, but I know that I've thought poorly that I'd spent so much jerking off in America when you could have done it in places. <laughs> Internationally? Yeah. Like, it's a small world, like the ride? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, why do you and I have the fucking silliest podcast? Oh Fuck. my god, I just had a great podcast with uh, Rich from Rich Rebuilds. We were talking about cars, and uh, and then you come in here. <laughs> you started with him. I saw you talking about horse horse sex <laughs> out tell there. You his reaction is very different than yours. Oh yeah, that's cool, man. I would like to get mm. some different. I got, I'd like to get some different hobbies and stuff like that. Like I, what? Um. I don't know. I thought about sometimes I thought about maybe getting into golf. Like that's one thing like in Nashville, it's like most people just dr there's just a lot of drinking in golf. Talk to this dude. He's um, a golfing fool. Him yeah. and Tony Hinchcliffe and Ron White. Oh, Tony's built for it. Built for golf? I think so. He's just that perfect. He's very he looks almost like uh like Pinocchio's old, you know, crazy brother. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Pull him up. <laughs> Pull up Tony Hinchcliffe's body. Pull up Tony Hinchcliffe. It's probably already a comparison. Tony Hinchcliffe <laughs> side by side next to Pinocchio online. Dude, that was so much fun, man. It's so interesting. It, you guys definitely made a good case uh, for Austin. Yeah. We're having fun out here, man. Yeah. You get to see it, right? Yeah. And how wild are these shows? Tonight's going to be wild too, sir. Really good. Tonight's yeah. going to be fun. Yeah, a lot of good comics out there. A lot, a lot of good comics on stage. Yeah, it just felt, yeah, it's like you said, having a sense of community <laughs> is really is. important. Look at his little notebook. But Nothing look right there with the do. mic at the ice house. That is a note. It's almost mm -hmm. like his hand looks like it was pulled hey. up by a piece of cord. Yeah. To the right. One more, please, Jamie. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like his arm is hanging from a string. <laughs> Perhaps. Fuck Geppetto. <clears throat> yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to ask you, Joe. I feel like we covered a decent amount of stuff. Mm. You know. We definitely did. Um, you gonna move here? <sighs> Thinking about it? I thought about it. I thought about it more today. And I thought yeah. about it yesterday. Yeah. What percentage do you think you're thinking about it? I thought 30%, which was surprising. I didn't think I would think oh, about it that much. 30%. I'll, I'll say this. I zillowed. You zillowed? Really? What'd I you zillowed find? last night. Where are I you looking? Found it's pretty pricey. I found it's, that. Yeah, man. Got rough here. Yeah. During the pandemic, prices went way up. Yeah, you got to have really. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty pricey. But gotta, that's okay. Got to have them shekels, son. I know. We got to shekel up. <laughs> I got to up my shekels, man. Yeah, well, you make a good living. Yeah, no, I do. It's been. It's Did been you good buy in me. Nashville? Yeah. You could sell there. For sure. Yeah, it's already went That's up. Great. Yeah. yeah, it's a great market. Nashville's another place like Austin where a lot of people move to. But it's like a smaller city, right? Yeah, I would say it's probably half the size. Mm. I mean, I noticed that this feels more like a city. Nashville, 
it's it's still a city, but it's diff. It's a different vibe. I fucking love Nashville. Yeah, I love going there. I love doing stand up there. Fun people, man. Yeah, that's a fun town, and it's also like Austin, a, a town that like appreciates art, appreciates live performance. Oh yeah, know? people come out all the time. Yeah, it I just mean, has a smaller comedy scene. Yeah, that's you know. the tough part, and that's yeah. what I realized. It was like, if I could get up a little more, you know, instead of having to go to L.A. to do like a month or six weeks at a time, you know, mm-hmm. and really build there. So I think oh, about yeah, it. here you can go ham. I mean, we got Cap City just opened up. We have the Vulcan. We have Creek in the Cave. We got my club that's going to open. And then we have, there's a bunch of satellite rooms, a yeah. bunch of smaller rooms that are outside the area. A lot of uh, open mics in different places where people perform. I mean... And since the pandemic started, it's exploded. And definitely since Kill Tony moved here and we all moved here and Segura moved here and Tim Dillon and all these other folks, Duncan moved here. You know? I love Duncan. Yeah, he's the best. He's so neat. He's the best. He's really special. Yeah. Um, did, um, oh, there's one thing I was going to ask you about that. About, um, what were you talking about? I don't know. Comedy. Comedy. Moving. Moving. Zillow. Um, Zillow. Shekels. Yeah. Vape pens. Mm. Nope. Should we end it? I think so. I think I have one more question. I'm trying to think what it is. <laughs> Can I just have about eight seconds? Was it, about, the, was it about the rooms? The number of rooms in the round? Uh, no. That's good. Right. I feel like I've... Because I feel, you know, this is good. This is like a good consideration of if... um. If I'll come here, well, you, you know? could always get an apartment. Oh, I was gonna try for one, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I'll do one month at an Airbnb. That's a move. You know, that's a great move. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, this is my question. Okay. So sometimes I, you know, I've had times in my life where I've thought too much about regrets and stuff in my life, right? Yeah. And we've talked about that some in the past, like looking in the past too much, right? right or right. attaching myself to yeah. the past. Was there? Is there? Has there been anything along your journey that you've kind of regretted? And then how do you deal with regret? I mean, individual choices and mistakes, yeah, but ultimately you learn from those. So, like, no, because, like, even the regrets, the bad things or the stupid things, you learn not to do bad things or stupid things. You know, those all those things are beneficial in some way if you can get through them, you know? You know, if you, like, did something that rec- that resulted in someone's death or some something horrible like that, yeah, it would be a terrible regret. But I've been very fortunate that that hasn't happened, but... The dumb shit that I've done or the bad mistakes that I've made, they've taught me. You know, you learn. Like, that's why failure is so important. Like, failing and fucking up and making mistakes, it's very important. You, that's how you learn. Let's see, the bad feeling that you get from something that you shouldn't have done or wish you didn't do or wish you did better, like, especially failing at something where you half-assed it and you just feel like a fucking loser, like, that just teaches you. It teaches you to get your shit together. Well, you have such a good ability to learn from those things. Some people, I think, kind of repeat, you know, it's just like it yes. gets repetitive for some people. That's dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous to dwell on past mistakes because people sort of define themselves by the worst moments that they've ever had. And if that's the case, like some people are stuck in high school. You know, they're, they're stuck in failures that they had, like when they were first getting jobs and they always think that they're a loser and they, they don't like the feeling of failure. So they keep low expectations so that they never have to feel that you got to get through it. You got to get through bad feelings. You got to get through, um, you got to get through failure. It's very important. And you get through it by just picking yourself back up and moving forward and going. But it's hard for a lot of people because they, that sting they never get over it, the, the feeling of failure. And they don't have a good support system, like good friends. Like having a good community of friends, 
It's very, very important because you could feel like down. Like if you've been a girl broke up with you, and you feel like you're the worst, you're a fucking loser, oh, yeah. like you're a piece of shit. But then you go out with your friends and you have a few laughs, and next thing you know, you're laughing and you're like, I'm all right. We'll be all right. And then maybe you meet a new lady. Yeah. Yeah. And she like picks you up and you're like, oh, we're going to be okay. And then you learn from the last mistakes. Yeah. That's life. It's just those feelings of failure are so hard. They're so hard to get over and they, they overwhelm people. And some people can't get past them. And then every time some new thing comes up, when you have to rise to the occasion, you have to perform, you think about that time you failed and mm. it fucks your head up, man. You think I'm a fucking loser. I can't do this. I'm going to fail, I'm going to fuck up, you know? Like yeah. bombing. Like how many times have you had a bad set and you're like, God damn it, I suck at comedy. I can't do this. I can't do this. I yeah. suck at comedy. That's just it. I just suck. And then you define yourself that way and you, you got to get over it. Yeah, I do notice, thankfully, you never have two bad in a row either, which is kind of interesting. Well, you learn from that one and you're like coming out guns blazing for the next show. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it activates some senses in you. Did you feel like you learned that from somebody, or did you always just have that kind of intuition when it comes to that kind of stuff? I think I learned it from martial arts because you you get your ass kicked, and like you don't want to get your ass kicked again. You either quit fighting or you learn how to get a lot better, you know. And then you get your ass kicked in training, which happens all the time. And you know, you learn from those mistakes. You learn, you know, like maybe you were stationary too much, or maybe you telegraphed too much, or maybe you you got tired and you, you haven't been doing your cardio, like. Those, those failures that you have from martial arts are so consequential because you get hurt. Like you physically get punished and then you don't want that to happen again. So you got to be either quit or get way better. I like that. And that's great for a lot of my listeners. A lot of guys, you know, are just, you know, a lot of guys um, just trying to keep going in their, in their lives, you yeah, know? Yeah, with everybody. And my listeners, your listeners, anybody who's listening to any yeah, people, just totally. people out there. Yeah. That's why there's so many self-help books. That's why there's so many motivational documentaries and motivational Instagram pages is because people need stuff like that. They need something. And generally, the best version of it is coming from someone who's experienced fuck-ups and gotten through it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I appreciate it, man. You know, you're like a kind of like a library. I was thinking about the other the other day in a weird way. You're like kind of like a like a library. You know, that's interesting. How am I a library? Because you just have all this information has <laughs> passed through you, and you're able to like kind of you're almost like a cleaner's at the cleaner's. If you ask a question, then it goes and gets the information and brings it to the ah. front. You know, and it's like wrapped up, kind of. It's cool. That's a funny way. It's to a look nice at skill, it. man. Because I was even listening to an old episode of ours, and there was information and like kind of suggestions and guidance you share with me in there that were still resonate with me today so it's yeah. just pretty cool cool you know so right, um thank you so much bro i appreciate your time dude. i appreciate you yeah all right my man, my man. now i'm just floating on the breeze and i feel i'm falling like these leaves i must be cornerstone oh but when i reach that ground i'll share this peace of mind i feel